This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So he was a part of that 2006 Awesome draft class. Roman Harper, second round of that class, played 06 and then came back in 2016 for another year with the Saints. In 14 and 15, played for the Panthers, but huge part of this team, part of the 09 team. Roman Harper joins us now. Roman, welcome to the show. Mike Hoss, Deuce McAllister. Yo, what's good, guys? How you guys doing? Uh, Deuce, um, Ole Miss battle. You know, they tried to put up a good fight in the Sugar Bowl, but... You knew I was going to bring it up, but, you know, great job, all right? Say, bro, we didn't call you fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nowhere on that schedule or agenda did you say, to, did, did you see to even talk about that? <laughs> You're right, but I just want to make sure you know that I saw it. Why? You know, Why? I, I, I just want to let you know I'm still looking out for Ole Miss, man, that's it. I'm just saying you, that, that, that had no effect on anything that you were watching or doing, and you, you know, that was even other stuff that you could have been doing. <laughs> now, you know, if the situation were reversed, Deuce wouldn't have mentioned Alabama not being in the national championship if Ole Miss was in the championship. You know, you don't think Deuce would do that, would you? He wouldn't even be able to get me on the phone to talk to me. <laughs> If Ole Miss was in the championship, we what are we talking about? Can he even talk? Is Deuce even coherent? <laughs> I would want to be with Deuce at the national championship if the Ole Miss went. That Oof. would be a different conversation. That, that I'd be, be wherever Deuce is at the that. whole time. And Deuce is not going to let me live it down if Alabama doesn't win this game on Monday. So it's all good. You, you know what? Take your glasses off. Cause I know they maroon, and and, and, and whatever. What's the other color? Crimson, what, crimson, maroon. It's the same difference. <laughs> I mean, all you do is put put a what do you dyed a little bit more, and so it's not called maroon. Seriously, it is not. Seriously, what, what, maroon, what's the difference? Maroon is Mississippi State. I, did, is I mean, I know who a team it is. I'm talking about what's the difference between the colors. I really, I mean, I don't know. I just know the difference is not as dark as red. As, so they you know, don't die as much. Oklahoma. So they don't die as much. Oklahoma is our sister school, crimson and cream. Our colors are crimson and white. So that's all I know. That's sad, bro. <laughs> this show is off the rails. They, 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 that's sad. <laughs> but uh, I forgot what I was even going to ask you because we... This is normal deuce and Roman conversation. Yeah, because oh, okay. we're fussing over that's some colors. Take you on a... That's all right. I'm you guys on this. Yeah, on this I'm all good. Picture. Mike, you got caught up in some some crazy uh, bullets. Harp. Harp. He's there. Roman, you there? I'm here. Talk to me. Yeah. Man, fix your phone. I can't hear you. Is that my, my microphone? Because you, 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 where you at? No, it, 
I'm in the hotel room here in Indianapolis at the JW. Uh, go by the window. Up here. Go, 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 go okay. stand by the window I'm, so you'll, you'll, you get I'm some reception. Stand by the window. All right, let me get up stand by the window. It, it's freezing here, so maybe all the reception is frozen. So, yeah, the, reception, um, but, the reception puts some minutes on that phone. But anyway, <laughs> like I was going to ask you, what does Alabama have to do to be able to be victorious in this game again? Number one, they must protect Bryce Young. And number two, they got to cut Bryce Young loose. I think a lot of the same type of game plan, throwing the ball, running the ball just to kind of keep them steady and honest, but mostly trying to throw the ball and move the ball offensively through the air and trust in Bryce Young, your Heisman winner, your best player on offense, to go out there and win you a game the same way he did the in the previous game in the SEC championship. And defensively, you must, you must, force a turnover. You must make Stetson Bennett beat you. That means you can't allow Georgia to dictate the tempo and play the game on their terms. And running the football, play action pass. At some point, I'm not even saying you can stop Brock Bowers because he's still catching the ball and doing whatever you want from the first time they matched up. But, but, but making Stetson Bennett try to beat you by the drop back game, I think, puts Alabama in the favor that, you know, Georgia wins this game if it's on their terms. They get up early, they're able to run the football, play action pass, then choke you out defensively and just suffocate you with the way that they run around and hit you and play physical that side of the ball. That is how Georgia wants to win this game. If they do that, Georgia can win this game very easily just the same, Deuce. How do you feel special team-wise? Uh, I, I think it's really just it's even special teams-wise. I think Alabama has a better, better kicker than Will Riker, even though we had Blankenship, who's been there at Georgia forever. This year, this version of Georgia's kicker, they haven't even needed him. So I, I don't know who even the kicker is. It doesn't matter. Will Riker of Alabama is a pretty good kicker that's made a lot of kicks uh, in his time there on campus. So do you really think Alabama pulls it off again? Or does Georgia <laughs> finally win one after, what, what was it, 82? 81 the last time they did? 81 was the last time the year before I was born, dude. So, I, okay, I, know, I had it right after one I, one try, second, two, two, two tries. I'm, I'm, I'm congratulating on getting it right. Hold on now. So, how did Georgia win? I definitely see that Georgia could win. I'm not going to be the one to stick my neck out and say this is going to be the time that Georgia breaks the streak. Just because... At the end of the day, this team, both of these teams are so evenly matched. It's going to come down to execution and turnovers. You know that, Deuce. And in the biggest games in college football, the two most important things in my mind have been head coach and quarterback. And I feel that Alabama has the advantage in both of those. You know, knowing that Nick Saban, everything he's been through, all the championships, the mid-game adjustments that he's able to make on those sidelines, and especially coming in after halftime, the things that he does, the preparedness. I don't. I'm not saying that Kirby won't have his team prepared or won't make in-game adjustments. I just know Nick is the greatest at it, and so for those two reasons alone, I'm going to continue to roll with the tide on this one. And that's just trying to be completely 100% unbiased. It's just this game is so close, and Georgia's been the most dominating team in college football all year long. They've had the most dominating defense that we've seen in the last 20 years in college football. But they have not seen an offense with the capabilities of Alabama. And Bryce Young's the best quarterback. Don't say that. They've seen an offense, the capabilities of Alabama. They saw them earlier this year. Don't uh, They they, they may not have consistently seen an offense with the capabilities. And then how much how much do you miss Mechie and then are both? I think that's a, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I think that's a huge, a huge conversation that has to be had. Um, is because Mechie's so good at getting open on one-on-one versus one-on-one coverage. That was the biggest thing that he was able to do because now with Jameson Williams, you'd lean a safety over the top. Your deep guy always over over there looking at where he was at. You don't want to just leave your corners one-on-one, and you were okay with soloing up on everybody else. Well, John Messi was the other receiver that could get open. That's why he led Alabama in receptions this year with 90-something catches is because he was always open, doing the underneath stuff, doing the dirty work. The intermediate stuff. One-on-one coverage. Yes, the intermediate passes, keeping the chains moving. And right now they do not have that. I thought they really struggled trying to find that player versus Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's defensive backs are actually better in one-on-one coverage than Georgia's. So it'll be interesting to see how Georgia tries to switch it up. Listening to Dan Man- Dan Lanning all week long talk about what they cannot do is allow Bryce Young to be comfortable, that they have to try and heat him up, that they have to make him uncomfortable within the pocket. And so I expect Georgia's going to blitz Bryce Young from the moment they get into the stadium and the moment he gets off the bus. Somebody's going to be running or trying to get close to him to make him uncomfortable. Also, they must contain him inside in the confines of the pocket. He did a lot of damage getting outside of the pocket, escaping in the SEC championship and finding guys down the field or running for a first down. Well, is the uh, right guard back? Because I know he got banged up and you had to play a freshman last week. Is he going to be yep. back? And then uh, is the OC and uh, O-line coach, I know both of those guys were dealing with COVID at one point. Are all three of those guys back? So the the coaches are back. They coached last week versus Cincinnati. Um, I got to see them actually on the sidelines, and they were doing fine. Um, the J.C. Latham was the freshman that started last week over the offensive guard, the right guard. And he played well. He stood up well. He was the number one tackle in the country out of high school the year uh, the year before, coming out of IMG Academy down there in Florida. But we both know Cincinnati D line is not Georgia D line. So all that all, all that all that's real cute, but it's not even close. All, all, all that's real cute. But you 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 and I both know I don't want him trying to hold up against uh, uh, Jordan, the big fella up front. Jordan Davis, it, it, let's be honest, dude. Nobody's holding up versus Jordan Davis up front. I'd rather somebody that has more starts than the number one high school prospect that's getting his first start uh, in the national championship game. Uh, agreed, 1,000%. Also, it's going to be very pertinent for Alabama to continue to speed up the tempo. That was one thing that they did against Georgia that really tied out his conditioning. Yeah, his conditioning ain't there yeah. because now I can't yeah. I can't sub them all out. I mean, we we both know that. Not that big fella. Yeah. No, you can't. It may he, he can't get to the sideline and back in time, you know? We're trying to snap the ball. So that's 12 men on the field. So Alabama did a really good job of really speeding up the tempo, especially on game first down. They would just keep the guys out there and line up and then line up again, check and do when they go as, as they get going. And that really kind of slowed down the defensive pass rush as well. So it'll be that, that would be another chess match. I just think you can look at this game through so many different lenses on how this game is going to be affected. Not only that, but... If Bryce Young doesn't recover that fumble when he when Wyatt gets the ball out when they're playing in the SEC championship game, this game has a totally different feel. So, um, and that was the biggest difference was Georgia had two turnovers and Alabama had none. All right, I guess I'll let you go. Go to St. Elmo's, get you a, get, get you some spicy <laughs> cocktail, and and, and 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 put it on the talent bill. I just love how you just talk so reckless to me, dude. <laughs> Look, I'm not your I'm not your same rookie anymore. Okay, you are. You, you will always just, be my you rookie. Can't bully me. You're not gonna be bullying me forever, dude. We're gonna be 45. You still bullying me. You you always be my rookie. I love you, my fella. Be careful up there, man. Good luck. <laughs>
I love you too, man. You know how much I love hearing you guys. And good luck, man. Appreciate it, man. And uh, who that, man? We need a big thanks the weekend too. Right. Let's go. They might make the playoffs. Can we? Can we ask a couple of a question? A couple of Saints questions. Let's do it. I, I ain't mean, got nowhere to go. I'm in the I ain't going outside. It's too cold. Too cold. Now are you are you in that hotel right down the street from St. Elmo's? No, I don't even know where I'm at. This is only uh, my second or third time in Indianapolis. Well, all right. So first off, you're from Prattville, right? So correct. Prattville is kind of, is, uh, it's near Montgomery, kind of not in the midpoint. So what? Growing up as a kid, like, how did you feel about Atlanta? Like, did you not like Atlanta? Like Atlanta, New Orleans? What, I, what, what, what as a kid growing I up? I was, I was an Atlanta Falcons fan because that was when the Dirty Bird happened with Jamal Anderson. Um, that was a big time. The Saints were never a team that you cheered for, just because they were never that good. And um, we probably went on TV then. It was probably always yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. <laughs> it, right. was, it was. It was always Atlanta. My brother lived in Mobile, and he said he became a little bit of a Saints fan because. If the Saints won, they gave away free Domino's pizza in Mobile. That's so, right. That was it. And other than that, I I never got to see the Saints. I always saw the Falcons, and then they went on that little run. Um, it was really cool to see, but um, that was it. And then the whole Aaron Brooks year, that was a great little uh, when the Saints are really hot and Deuce was there as well. So it was really cool to watch them be successful that time. That was my first real taste of the Saints. So when you show up in 06, and this is post-Katrina, and it's hate the dirty birds, don't like the Falcons, We, you know, did did you get kind of acclimated to that? How, how did all that work? Or do you, did, did it not work? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I don't like this. I, the one team I never would like to be a part of was the Atlanta Falcons. So it completely worked. Um, the thing was, I didn't know it was such a rivalry until I got there. We were playing on Monday night. And, you know, that was the first time back in the Dome. Yeah. Everybody's all emotional. People are crying. And I was just a young rookie. I didn't really understand the moment that we were in or why everybody was all emotional. I didn't see Katrina. I only saw New Orleans after Katrina and thought, like, a bomb it went off. So it was a little bit different for me. And I was more excited to just play against Michael Vick. Like, that was my highlight. It was like, oh, my gosh, that's Michael Vick. Because I grew up playing Madden, you know, and he was like, He's like the one player that everybody played with on Madden. So uh, that was the biggest thing for me was playing against Michael Vick, not actually understanding the moment that we were actually in. But now looking back on it, I'm just like, wow, that's one of the best things ever. Also, getting to know Mike Vick since then, uh, talking to his wife, she said that was the only game she'd ever come into the stadium and literally was like, yeah, they have no chance of winning this game. They, they <laughs> totally are not going to win this game. <laughs> Well, that was so. You showed up in '06. You you were injured some of '06, but you did play the Falcons. You're obviously that first game, and so and then I'm not counting the Carolina years in '14 and '15. So when you were a New Orleans Saint, you were 12 and five against Atlanta, and of those years, 12 and five, you won in Atlanta in '07, '09, '10, '11, and '13. So five times of your of your years, you also won in Atlanta. What, what, and I've, I've talked to many people this week, many former players. How much of a factor are Saints fans at that game for that game? And because the Saints uh, play so well there. It's so fun because I, that's another thing I want to hit on was the fan bases make the rivalry. And Atlanta City is a lot like New Orleans. Like, whoa. It, 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 when it comes to like the fan bases, Except New Orleans is way more real. 
Atlanta, I love playing there because you always hear them talk about rising up, rising up, and then they just get beat down. And then, <laughs> next, you know, their fans are all out the stadium. I'm like, they're not even real fans. They don't stick to the end. Next, you know, all the Saints fans are in there screaming, who that? And they're all fans are talking trash to each other. That, to me, is the most exciting thing is when I get to see the fans just really jabbing at each other and going at it. Because those are the things that I don't ever really get to see. We're playing football. We don't actually see that side of it. So when you see the fans acting and uh, and really coming at each other, those are always great times. And to see all the, as the Saints fans who would normally take over, because I didn't even think I realized that we won that many times there. But it, we won in Atlanta a lot, a lot, a lot. And we've clinched divisions there. We've done it all. We've taken pictures on the on the them on the field, and it, it's always been a great time there. Well, the, Sean, uh, since Sean, we don't really count twenty twelve. He's twenty. The Saints are twenty one and ten against Atlanta since oh six, and so that's just forget the, the Sean Payton just oh, since oh six. So to me, when you win more than fifty percent of the time, I'm, I'm not sure how much of a rivalry it is lately. If you know what I mean, if you know where I'm going. Uh, I do, I do understand what you're saying, but you know, it, it's one of those games that that's why I think that's what I'm saying. The fans, yeah, the fans hate each other, and the fans are what make a rivalry. The players come and go. The fans will always be there, and they always will have their emotions or their hatreds towards other teams. You know, it, you know, if a player is drafted to Cleveland, he doesn't know he has to hate the Steelers until he shows up there. Like, how much do you hate the Steelers? And then you see the fans and. They are the ones that emulate all the, the pressure and the anger, and then you start to pick it up because the game naturally will start to jazz up a little bit when it comes to emotion. Well, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. You'll be watching it because you're going to be in Indianapolis for your Monday night game because we know you don't like the Georgia Bulldogs because it's just what you just said, fans. And uh... I, I, I don't I don't dislike Georgia. <laughs> I grew up a big Bulldog fan. I I'm a Georgia guy. I like Georgia Bulldogs. But I just happen to go to University of Alabama. Not only that, but it's just hard for me to say that Georgia's going to beat Alabama when they haven't beat them under Nick Saban yet. So why am I the guy that's got to go out there and say it? Deuce, who you picking? How about that? Put you on the spot. Georgia. Everybody... Okay, great. I'm and it's not Alabama. because I, I, I like Alabama. I do think that Alabama probably has – the best team, but I, I just think that oh. Georgia is able to break the mental uh, curse yeah. that Alabama has yeah. on them, and, and 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 that's by a last minute play. That's by I mean yeah. literally fourth quarter, five minutes to go, and they can make a play right there at the end, and Alabama doesn't have enough time to come back and answer. Oh, see, that's a great point. So, and I look at it the other way. I think Georgia's roster is better than Alabama. I just think Alabama's better at the key positions of quarterback, head coach, and the best defensive player in the game is Will Anderson, followed well, I, by N'Kobe D. Well, I so think, it, it's like it's literally that close. I think Georgia's roster as a whole is better than Alabama. Well, up and down they may be, but I yeah. think Georgia probably has more uh, developed at this point, you know, more developed talent. But I think yeah. Alabama probably has better five-star young talent, but they're not, they're not oh, at the yeah. point yet. Yeah, that's true. Alabama's just they're all sophomores. Crazy. Crazy. Georgia's are all junior seniors. That is a great point, Deuce. I agree with you a thousand percent. It'll be a reload. It'll be a reload again for Alabama. 
Uh, Roman, we appreciate your time. You kind of hacked me off initially when you said you were born in 81 and 82 and I was in college then, so that kind of got me hurt, hurt my feelings a little bit. But I love listening to you and Deuce and have a great weekend. Uh, hopefully Monday night is good and, we, and hope Sunday afternoon Rams win, Saints win, and, and get this team in the playoffs. Always appreciate your time. Uh, thank you guys so much, man. Appreciate it, Deuce, as always. And I was born at the end of 82, December, so thank y'all. I was and still in college. <laughs> Hi, Roman. Thanks, my friend. Got to step aside. Roman Harper, 2006, second-round pick. What a great draft class that was. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 